again, this is like, I think it's like the third week we're using this, so if it ends up not working out, we'll do something else. Um, okay, so yes, we are in here. Everyone has passed their health check. Everyone's healthy. Um, I'm, actually, I'm actually not that healthy. I'm not feeling good. But uh, from a podcast standpoint, everybody's doing well. Uh, welcome to Game Busters. This is a podcast from GameLuster.com. If you are new here, every week we do a, a deep dive into a game or a franchise, and we just uh, talk about its development and history and uh, the legacy, and uh, talk about some fun stuff from it. So uh, in this time where everything's horrible and serious, just don't look out the window. Just hang out with us for a little while. I am Nirav, and I'm going to be your host, and I'm joined as always by my lovely co-host, Ree. Howdy, howdy. Uh, and then we have our special guests, our Bree from the real world. Hello, hello. And uh, Nikhil from my brother. Yep, I've arrived. Okay. Um, all right, so we're going to jump into the, the Hall of Fame luster. Uh, Bree and Nikhil, I think you both have not been here in a long time, so I just want to update you quickly on the Hall of Fame oh, luster boy. situation. Uh-oh. Let's <laughs> um, begin. Yeah, okay, so we're located on, you know, the Majora's Mask moon uh-huh. yes. with the face? We're on that. Um, and, uh, uh, we have a, so we, we, when in the, in transit, when we shipped everybody to the moon, we bought some land from Elon Musk cause he owns the moon. Um, we, we invested wisely in Dogecoin and that gave us the, the money to buy the moon from Elon Musk. But, um, we need a, we need a fucking wiki at this point. Um, <laughs> we do. so we have, we, we have, with yeah, like, book. um, we still, oh, we still, by the way, that opening for a space lawyer is still open. <laughs> If anyone would like to apply, uh, we have the museum, oh, the Hall of Fame Luster Museum. We were actually in court with Elon Musk. Um, we're discussing who between us, between Elon Musk and us, is responsible for the people that keep dying um, on our space colony. So please, yeah. we need. And legally, work. legally, legally, we are continuing to maintain that it is nature's fault. Um, yeah, for, we can't uh, control the because- lack of oxygen up there. No, we can't. That's not our problem. Um, anyway, the only surviving uh, person there is the caretaker, which is Stitch from Lilo and Stitch. <laughs> um, and he's sort of supervising the empty halls of this museum uh, with a lot of corpses in it. Um, yeah, so anyway, it, it's starting to sound like the Hall of Fame luster is a place people don't want to go, you know? Hmm. Should we? Uh, anyway, I don't know. But... So uh, today we're gonna do. Everyone is bringing in their their um, their dumbest Gen Nine uh, name predictions, like for the names of the game. I hope I was clear in what that means. Um, so like the name of the game is like Pokemon Red and Blue, but like what it's gonna be for Gen Nine, and this needs to be the the dumbest one you can think of, um, and whatever dumb means to you. So, uh, Ree, why don't you kick us off? What did you What did you have for an idea? So this was the idea I wanted them to use for Sword and Shield. Um, just a quick bit of context. I'm not sure how much you guys know about Brexit, but it was a whole thing here, and there was a lot of talk about doing another vote on yeah, it. Yeah, we know so we know people Brexit. Didn't make up their mind, but people didn't really want a divisive vote again. So to um, I think to mitigate that, because if we're gonna have a second vote, we shouldn't have like big ugly political campaigns. We should release Pokemon Leave and Pokemon Remain and let the free market decide what happens with our status in the European Union. So, yeah, I'm throwing that in there. Pokemon Leave, Pokemon Remain. That's actually a really good idea. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. uh, That's too good. That's too good. Yeah, that's almost too good for this podcast. (laughs) Uh, All right, Bree, what what have you brought? 
Okay, so back when they released Pokemon X and Y, I kept thinking why because they i mean they didn't use like colors and such or like materials i was like oh the x and y and like the controller right so i was like all right well gen 9 is going to be pokemon a and b and the legendaries are going to be dynamax <laughs> unknowns <laughs> okay Ooh, that is that is that's that, that's a good that's idea a I like the dynamax unknowns. yeah uh all right nikhil what did you have so i was thinking of uh ruby and sapphire where they had Team Aqua and Magma is kind of these two opposing, you know, factions going at uh-huh. each other. So f- with that, I came up with uh, Pokemon Nuclear and Pokemon Coal, where we have Ooh. the, uh, the two energy groups going at Ooh. each other in these games. Oh, and this oh, okay. this could be sort of a similar thing as Leave and Remain, where like the free market gets to decide what our real life energy sources <laughs> are going to be. That could be fun. We, um, we decide whether uh, climate also, change is real. That the Pokemon fan, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's the core. <laughs> <laughs> they need to decide. They need to be the ones. Um, also, uh, Nikhil, have you played the or like seen Pokemon Uranium? Oh, the uh, the, like, the fan hack. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that one's all right. Yeah, um, that's curious. Okay, so mine, I just like. Okay, my first idea was a very like. I don't think it's even d- qualifies as dumb, but like this is my idea. Um, I have a second one. Th- this is not my entry, but um, I was like, "What if, the, what if the the game was just like the name of like two brand of Pokemon, and that was like the only Pokemon in the game?" So like, I was like, wh- "I don't know why my mind decided it was like Pokemon Radicate and Swampert," which <laughs> <laughs> is like, I don't know, like maybe just two of the two. least exciting, I guess, Pokemon. Yeah, you could get in there. Um, but my, my real entry that I thought of, which would be just the worst, is uh, Pokemon uh, Jake Paul and Logan Paul. Oh, um, God, no. Oh, no. I mean, what kind out. of choice is that? That isn't a choice. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you, I don't know. I mean, you would well, the legendary combination, the third game be? Le- would it be like legendary is, Team Star or I think something? The is that the... I think the legendary is like disrespecting Japanese culture. That's and, cool. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's just an American flag. <laughs> yeah uh okay so uh let's let's get those votes out there um re where are your two votes gonna go um oh this is a tough one i like them all uh i'm gonna vote for myself pokemon leave and rain but also have to throw one for the paul brothers just because like it would be so bad that i think everyone would forgive sword and shield so and i, I like sword and shield so i'm happy with that <laughs> okay that's not, that's uh yeah uh brie all right, I'm throwing out a vote for myself, and then I'm gonna give a vote to <laughs> Jake and Logan Paul. Okay, that is bad. Uh, Nikhil, <laughs> I will do um, one for myself, and then I'll throw out one for Leave and Remain. Okay. Hey. Um, I'm uh, definitely gonna throw one out for Leave and Remain. That's an amazing idea, especially with like the the real world ramifications. Uh, kind of reminds me of the Splatoon Splatfest <laughs> thing we were talking about last week. Um, I oh, am yeah. going to give one to myself. So, yeah, we're at a, we're at another tie. Um, so, what? How, how is this? Like, you vote. So, so Jake Paul has sort of become the head of the the Leave Party, and Logan Paul sort of represents the <laughs> Remain group. Um, I guess is what's going to happen. So, the, the Paul brothers have strong opinions on our membership to the European Union. Now, that yeah, sounds even more personal, so. the fact that they're being mascots in Pokemon games. So, not only are they going to disrespect Japanese culture, they're also going to weigh in on <laughs> um, international politics. So, we've created the worst timeline. Pl- 
Can we please yeah. send this to the moon? Please. Yeah, uh, we're going to send this whole concoction concoction to the moon with the intention of it being destroyed by by space. Um so <laughs> This is the one uh, that we'll like yeah, okay, it was Manslaw. <laughs> We'll, we'll this, admit to this, this one was cool. We, we this, ho- this one was first degree, first degree homicide. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> like, hey, oh man, okay. To be, can you blame us? Okay. Uh, well, let's get into the real, the real stuff. Welcome to Bustums. Uh, today we are talking about Pokemon Diamond and Pearl. Uh, so, uh, the what. I don't know if we need as much of a one for this because I think people know what Pokemon is, but like, uh, somebody jump in and, and tell me like roughly like what is this game? What's it about? What? Wh- why are we excited? Well, you catch the Pokemon. I think for a lot of us, um, people in our yeah in our age group, this was our first one. I suppose to many people, the way they talk about it, this is very much our red and blue. Uh, if you're like in your twenties, it's probably the one that you heard the most rumors around on the playground. Um, and it was the first on the DS, which was a insanely monstrously popular console. It's it's a good time all around. It it, it was so innovative at the time. Um, the so the leap from like Gen three graphics to Gen four were it, it was super impressive at the time. Everything had more dimensions to it. Um, so yeah, it just it's aged like not great, but. It's just so fondly remembered, and that's why this the Sinnoh remakes were just massive news. And even if people had like fallen out of love with the Pokemon Company and like Game Freak in recent years, I everyone's sort of a little bit happy about this. I think. Yeah, I think um, thinking about Gen 4's release, the biggest news and biggest change was just the graphical update from uh, Ruby Sapphire and Emerald to Diamond and Pearl. It was. It was like insane. It went from Game Boy Advance to Nintendo DS, and they definitely took advantage. Um, that was the first kind of like 3D looking game um, for for mobile. So I think just the way the game looked was like a completely new experience. Um, but of course, we have to also talk about how slow the battles and animations were. It was pretty atrocious trying to play it. Yeah, that the video okay. of someone trying to uh, take down a level 100 Chansey. It's yeah, that 10 minutes so for the health bar to go down. <laughs> God. Oh, no. Um, yeah, so, yeah, let's uh, let's get into it. So we're going to walk through the history of the development for a little bit, and then we'll talk about the game. So uh, Gen 4 uh, was announced at a press conference at the, the same... So uh, the, the Nintendo DS was announced at E3 in 2004. Uh, I don't remember if you if I don't know if everyone remembers this, but Reggie Fisame, this was his first year at Nintendo as the the uh, CEO, and he walked out onto stage at E3 and he said, "I'm here to kick ass and play video games, and I'm all out of video games." <laughs> and that was that was how he introduced himself at the Nintendo E3 press conference. Um, and he held up a big DS and he was like, "This is the future. The world is in here." <laughs> it's it's like it's very intense and. Uh, very, you can see right away where the whole like how he became a meme very quickly. Uh, I would suggest going and watching that uh, but like, press conference. At the time, but that's how it felt. That's how it felt. It felt like the whole world was in there <laughs> as a kid. That wasn't even yeah. exaggeration. Yeah, two yeah, screens yeah. and a touch screen. That was yeah. crazy. It's like two screens twice the fun. <laughs> um, yeah. So. The uh, yeah, so so the the DS had just been announced in in uh, summer, and then in the fall, 
there was a, a, a Nintendo held a separate press conference uh, for the details about the DS, like the specs and, and some of the games coming up. And uh, they announced Pokemon Dash, which um, do you guys remember Pokemon Dash on the yeah, DS? You, you had to like that. move the stylus on the bottom of the screen time. and like, oh, yeah. it was all right. Not bad. Uh, we had that, right, Nikhil? I'm pretty sure we did. Yeah, we played it at least. Um, so uh, they announced Pokemon Dash, and everyone oh, was like, "Okay." Screen, oh yeah. Um, and then they followed it up with announcing Gen Four and uh, showing off the games a little bit. So uh, the uh, they were sh- they had uh, Junichi Masuda returned as the director from Gen Three. Uh, so just for everyone's reference. Uh, Gen 1 and 2 was directed by Satoshi Tajiri, the creator of Pokemon. Um, he stepped down after Gen 2, and he um, he's still, by the way, the president of Game Freak. Um, but he hasn't uh, worked on any of the games since Gen 3. Like, for Gen 3, he, he wasn't the director anymore. He stepped down and did, like, kind of a supervisory producer role. And then after that, he has had no involvement with the series. Um I don't know what he's doing. Is he just like raking in that Pokemon money and just sitting in his big mansion? I think if I, I, I would know. after any involvement with this generation, I'd just be like, yeah, I've peaked. So his <laughs> career isn't getting much better from here. I mean, yeah, I don't think it gets a lot better than inventing Pokemon. So, um, yeah. So uh, Masuda, by the way, um, he he uh, he and his partner Shigeru Omori, who was like the game uh, designer. Uh, the two of them would go on to direct every mainline game in the series, uh, even up until now, up through Gen 8. Uh, so, yeah, this was... Uh, so, starting in Gen 3. So, this was a um, Masuda, return, Masuda and Omori return to, to make this one. So, this was the first game on the DS, like we said. Um, and uh, the game... They, they really wanted to, like you said, Nikhil, take advantage of the hardware. And so, when they when they showed the game off in 2004, they had announced it for a... 2005 release date with the with the launch of the ds and it wasn't able to make launch um they they said like they were specifically trying to hammer out how to get the wi-fi like to work very well with like the trading and battling um and work with the ds's capabilities for that and so they had to delay pokemon past launch uh until 2006 for japan and so uh it it didn't make it to uh the west until 2007 um but yeah they were uh, able to like the, the huge huge deal bring pokemon online which was like crazy like that that began uh the whole the whole competitive scene like began with diamond and pearl um yeah so i don't know do you guys how, how did anyone remember like using the online stuff for the first time yeah i i uh oh my the, god the gts training system. oh the gts yeah oh man yeah you yeah. could like put up a random Pokemon and get a random one back. Um, that was fun. Or like, I mean, it was pretty soft. Wonder trade, like, yeah. You could put up one and then like uh, specify a certain level and like gender mm-hmm. type for another Pokemon and get it back. So you guaranteed no one could uh, give you a Rattata for your Moltres or something like that. Yeah. And uh, the GTS is still operational can... today. Wait, is well, it? Not, not the one from I don't think you could. Not, not that one. No, <laughs> not, not that say. one. <laughs> I was like, damn. The the current games still have the the GTS in them for you to use the same way. Yeah, it was just it was such a magical experience having that for the first time. It really felt like there was endless possibilities because Pokemon had been such like I don't know for me it was just like I play it after school in my room on my own, and now it was like I can play with my friends, I can trade stuff. Uh, it felt like a community, you know. 
even if that community was mostly like giving you a level one Rattata and demanding like a level 100 shiny Arceus <laughs> or something. It was part of the experience. <laughs> yeah. It was. Uh one one thing I actually did a like a for Tech Raptor I did like that series of retrospectives for each generation and when I was going back on Gen four like I think what I kind of realized was that uh, we'll we'll talk a little bit more about this later but this Gen Gen four in two thousand seven coincided pretty exactly with the advent of social media and like for online forums were just like in full swing um, you know th- this there there was never a better time for like small weird communities on the internet. And this was one of those things where, like, even if you didn't have any friends that, like, were into Pokemon, like, you could still be part like, a very tight part of a community of people who were excited about it. And, like, it, it totally changed the way that people, like, consume media. And I think Diamond and Pearl were, like, kind of the, the thing in video games even that, like, uh, exemplified the power of, like, what online communities could do for a game. Oh my god, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I've got so many fond memories of like the Pokemon fandom online as a kid. It's just, I think po- this generation was just so influential in how fandoms will go forward. I wish, you know, I mean, yeah. not completely because I think the Pokemon fandom isn't as wholesome as, as it used to be. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's it, we have that to thank for so much of what we have now. Yeah, and I would say, like, Pokemon as a game and franchise was, like, always meant to have online capability and be played online just with the whole trading and battling system, um, you know, versus a lot of other types of games where you could or you, you don't necessarily need it, but Pokemon always needed that online component. Yeah, I, I agree with that, because especially with, like, I've talked to, I mean, Nikhil, you and I were, like, always set, because, like, we, we each got, like, different versions, which yeah. was, like, really easy, but, like, a lot of people didn't have that like uh like brie actually is right here um (laughs) and i remember you telling me like you had to like buy both versions and stuff and like trade between them in two different like ds's and stuff i mean as Rhi was saying i was absolutely in a dark corner of my room with like two ds's trying to trade back and forth (laughs) right (laughs) it was good times it builds character (laughs) yeah um (laughs) <laughs> it does. See, I had siblings who played it, but we were incredibly competitive and we would do like the multiplayer just to fight. There was no trading. That was too friendly of us. So it was basically a solitary <laughs> experience. Um oh my one thing I loved about Gen 4 multiplayer was the the contests. Just I've got am I the only one in existence who loves the Gen 4 contest and used to do the multiplayer all the time. I did not do the multiplayer contest in Gen 4. They were the best. I had all the ribbons. It was the best. I uh, I never got into the Gen 4 contest very much, but I did, like... I was, like, a contest fiend in um, in Gen 3. Like, yeah. I, my, my, my Wailord was the most beautiful creature, and we went all the way to the Masters, and we won. Uh, it, was a, it was a big, proud day for me. Um... But yeah, the um, yeah. So um, let me uh, see where were we here. Yeah, so um, the games were designed with the DS's like unique features in mind, such as like the touchpad and the Wi-Fi. But they also designed it knowing about you know the Game Boy Advance slot, knowing that you could like have the older Pokemon games in the Game Boy Advance slot on the DS. Which, by the way, is like how cool is that? <laughs> and on the DS, 
Yeah, like, just oh having God. the slot of all. I, I miss. Yeah. I miss when when like game developers made games, and not all of them, of course, but like it was like holy shit, what can we do with this? Whereas like I loved Sword and Shield, but if you compare it to the the lackluster features in that game, <laughs> and it's just yes. like um, back then. They didn't have to do all the GBA, um, you know, compatibility, but they did because it was cool. You know, I miss that. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, about the graphics, like most of the graphics in most of the graphics and pictures and stuff in, in Diamond and Pearl are 2D, like pixel work, the same as the last one. But the difference is that structures became 3D. And I think that, like you said, at the time, this was really cool and it felt like a huge difference um, going back and playing. I've been playing Platinum slowly on my my 3DS like for the last like few months and just looking at it and like from a now perspective it's not as impressive and it kind of like it 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 the building the whole it's like a parallax building thing so like as you as you drive by a building or whatever you can see the 3D you know the sides of it move um it's just it's a little janky and it's like kind of jarring I guess is all um, it, like I said, it just didn't age extremely well, but uh, it was like super cool. Like it looked, it looked very, very 3D when it came out. Um, yeah, so I couldn't the, believe they pulled it off back then. Yeah. Um, the, uh, the so the the decision to like leave it in 2D actually drew a lot of criticism because a lot of people were expecting a fully 3D game on the DS, and um, one of the one of the producers said that they wanted to maintain like the original idea of a Pokemon game being like the feeling like the map was bigger than it is almost um having like you as like a little pixel and like the world uh moving around you like that is uh it's it's a good way to make the the whole world feel a little bigger than it actually is like i mean if you've ever looked at like the the pictures of like the 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 route for like you, you know like the route maps like for for the whole region and you see like just how like small it actually is it's like really surprising because like the way that they like, you know, the way that they do the top-down stuff on these maps makes the makes the world feel enormous. It does, and I think it's also part of like the almost like the uncanny valley. Valley, if it's three D, your brain expects it to be like a wholly three D world. So if you see something, you should be able to go there. And I think that was one of the big problems with Sword and Shield. Is like, oh, I'm gonna go see this building, and you just keep running into invisible walls, which makes it really frustrating. But with two D, your brain just kind of like fills in what should be there you just like imagine the space around you yeah feel bigger In- invisible walls are never my favorite thing and like one one game that i love about like how they do that is like in a breath of the wild like the whole world is surrounded by like this giant river and just like there isn't enough stamina in the game for you to ever cross it you know like it looks like you could cross it and climb it and i mean but you just you just can't you can't get there, so it doesn't like artificially block you off with like invisible walls or anything like that. Which is right. um, so this is this is a really interesting thing. I did not know about this, and it's because it only happened in Japan. Um, so the Japanese release of Diamond and Pearl in 2006 had a game-breaking bug in it, where you could get trapped in a wall in the game, and then all of your save data would get erased. <laughs> it's about <laughs> as bad as it gets. <laughs> yeah, yes. the, like it doesn't doesn't get a lot worse than that um and so because uh, even though the ds had like internet capabilities this was 2006 and not everyone was expected to have wi-fi you know that wasn't like a thing that people just always had at home um and so in order to fix this problem and i mean you know this like before 
before the internet days, like if a game shipped out with a game breaking bug, it was just broken forever. Like there, there wasn't a way to patch anything. So this is crazy how they did this. They're Nintendo created a, uh, a set of DS stations and they coordinated with retailers all over Japan to set up like a little, a kiosk thing. And you would, you would go to it and you would insert your cartridge for diamond and pearl and it would do all this like processing stuff for a few minutes and then it would fix the bug. It would like install the patch into the cartridge. Yeah, that's pretty crazy. Oh my god. Imagine yeah. if C D Project Red had to do that for Cyberpunk. Imagine how many tricks <laughs> you'd be making. God. Yeah, that, I was thinking about Cyberpunk with this too. I was like, my God. <laughs> um so this was like one of the Every first time big examples you see of someone's texture's not loading, you had to go to the center and get your game updated for every single bug you encounter. Oh yeah. Um, so yeah, this was like one of the first big examples of a game like having like this breaking bug and like having to be patched like this. But yeah, in the in the future, like whenever this happened, of course, people would just send updates over the internet, and that was fine. So uh, this game launched in April two thousand seven worldwide. Um, got a, I just was curious. Got an eighty five on Metacritic. Um, Gen three only got an eighty two, so up a little bit. Doing okay. Um, so uh, by the way. So George, the Nintendo of America's vice president, um, who at the time was a guy named George Harrison, uh, not the Beatles man, I guess. Okay. Yeah. Um, he uh, uh, he had a he had a note that he said like the games uh, I have a quote are attracting players of all ages, from younger children to grown men and women, older players who played the original Pokemon games. So as a result, the uh, I didn't know this either. Pokemon USA opened a temporary boutique in the Times Square Toys R Us that sold exclusively Pokemon licensed merchandise, um, like all, all this like exclusive stuff that you couldn't find anywhere else in the world. Um, the store had planned uh, uh, the, the Toys R Us planned to open temporary boutiques in all of its domestic locations, um, and it got to some of them. Uh, it didn't make it across the country. Uh, we didn't see this ever, right, Nikhil? Do you remember Toys no, R Us having this? No. Um, hey, Ree, you guys, did you guys ever have Toys R Us over there? Did that make it over there? Yeah, it was a not. massive thing here. Um, oh. they, they, yeah, okay. we had it here, and um, it. I don't remember any of that, but they did a lot of um, like Pokemon tie-in events where if you took your game there, you got a free Pokemon. I'll probably ramble on about that later, but that was the coolest shit. I, I, I loved those events. Yeah, I still I still have a very um I have a very fond memory of when I saw Pokemon the first movie in theaters um because it was my friend's birthday and um we were all like you know for his birthday like you know we all went to the uh, Pokemon the first movie in the theater and I was like what like 7 or 8 whatever 6 6 I guess um but like that was like hype as fuck and when you got there they gave you that Mew card in, in like the line there if you came on like opening night oh, it was like fucking God. crazy yes it was so fucking right ah yeah um i miss the community all right, so. that these games used to have and also just i just i was like oh did i see it in film in theaters and i realized i wasn't actually born when it came out so i just wanted to put that out there oh, god i always got on vhs Christ. and it came with the card that was pretty cool that, well that first movie came out in 1999 is that right am i thinking right it's uh, 98 right. and i, I think so yeah so i just missed it oh my god uh, okay um so here's some of the, some of the changes from gen 3 like i said we have the pixel art with 3d graph uh, 3d like parallax graphics for buildings 
Um, so this is a huge one, uh, and I'm sure we could talk about this for a long time, but this is the generation where physical and special moves got split up uh, and uh, changed the game completely forever and, like, much, much for the better. So, oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Nikhil, you want to talk about that a bit? Wait, which, which one specifically? There's so many, like, quality of life. Oh, the, 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 the splitting of the physical and special yeah, moves. That, that was huge. I mean, like, Gengar previously was trash because ghost types were all physical so like and gengar obviously had high special stat and low regular attack stat so like for example his shadow ball move would not be good in previous generations um it was very very counterintuitive but they finally fixed that anything that should be a physical move where the where it's actually you know physically hitting the other opponent was made into a physical move and then you know these more like ice beam and uh, projectile type attacks were made into special attacks um, and then they also added status attacks for things like Toxic or Thunder Wave. Um, really, really intuitive and like way, way upgrade for how they were doing it before. Yeah, like it was sort it was sorted by type before, which is like like you said, like even like every ghost attack was physical. It's like the stupidest idea. Um, yeah, it, it's that, and that is really like, and like I said, Gen Four is when competitive battling started. Because um, like one, the online obviously, but two the the making it so you could actually have like you could strat out like the best ways to build your pokemon you know like you could figure out these are the good moves to use i want to pair that with this item and i want to pair that with like these evs and ivs and like this was also the generation that like evs and ivs were something that like the game like acknowledged and let you actually check in some way yeah even if it was some man telling yeah, you it was like a, it was like a, got a good attack yeah like it's like an old man who's like yeah. i like this pokemon three out of five it's like what what are you saying <laughs> they're cryptic um yeah but like this was the first time they like kind of acknowledged that like evs and ivs even existed as numbers i don't I, and uh, those are effort values and is it inherent values for ivs i think so i think so um evs are if you hear people talking about that with pokemon uh e- evs are basically your um it, it's your like secret stats almost it's like how much um it's like skill points from yeah, like rpgs like, yeah, it's like your skill points, and you can you can basically the way Pokemon are configured, you can max out two different EV types. So there's there's six, every Pokemon has six stats: HP, Speed, Attack, Defense, Special Attack, Special Defense, and you can max out two of those for every Pokemon. So you like okay, so my strategy, like for instance, I have my my only my one and only like competitive Pokemon build that I came up with myself was for my my uh, physical attacking Drifblim, which is still amazing. Um, but like, yeah, like that one has like a maxed out, uh, speed and attack, which is like very unusual for that kind of a Pokemon. But mm-hmm. I have like a, a whole thing. It has like the power seed or whatever was it called? Power herb. A oh, white herb. Power. White herb. Is that the one that lets you do like a double attack on one turn? Oh, it's that whatever that one is. Power, yeah. The power. Herb. That might be a power herb, but it has that. And then it has a phantom force. So that's a two-turn attack that you do, and it all it always goes first. So I do that on the first turn, and uh, it uses up the power herb. And then I also have the ability uh, unburden on that drift blim, so that whenever it's whenever it has an, a held item and then it loses the item, its speed doubles. But I also have the move acrobatics on it. So whenever you uh, whenever it uh, loses an item, its uh, attack the the attack power of that move acrobatics also doubles. So like you, you go first turn, you smack it out of the park, and then suddenly you have like the fastest and like strongest attacking Pokemon ever. 
just coming at you. I did that with the with a Gliscor. Um, I used to use it on showdown. Um, I would I would have the toxic orb on it since you wanted to poison yourself. Um, for yeah, poison heal ability, and then I would use fling, which flung the toxic ball at the opponent and poisoned them. Um, and then it had acrobatics for the doubled power after it flung the toxic orb. Oh, that's nice. So that was yeah, kind could, of a fun setup too. That's a good setup too. Yeah. So, so this is like, this is when this whole thing started, right? And there's whole websites and stuff and communities dedicated to these Pokemon builds. Like Smogon is obviously the biggest one. Um, and th- this was when other. I also want to say like it just really coincided with like the development of the internet. Like this is when places like Cerebi.net were like getting huge. You know, getting millions of hits a day. The with uh, Pokemon. Sorry. It's the Pokemon Bible, Cerebi. Yeah. Oh yeah. I like yeah, I, I I it depends what I'm looking for. I, I alternate between Bulbapedia and Cerebi. I'm I'm not like super loyal to either, but Yeah, Bulbapedia is definitely the modern version, but back in the day all we have was Cerebi. Yeah. Cerebi was there for us before like the internet was there. Yeah. <laughs> like in the before times. Um See, I I feel but bad because I didn't look at any of these sites. I got all my information from the primary school playground, which meant i was not <laughs> doing the right thing for most of it i the the whole concept of just like being on the playground and people passing around rumors about like new pokemon stuff is just like so it's so nostalgic for me because like i there was so much of that like i mean ev- I, I don't know Nikhil. i don't know if you were too young for this do you remember like the mew under the truck thing in red and blue no i only found oh, out boy. about it like you know my later years i didn't know yeah about- i I, I remember I remember actually hearing about that on the actual playground and like trying to get it to work and not yeah, figuring out getting same it. Here. Um, yeah. The um the 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 one I think about a lot is I remember like when I was like in whatever sec like first grade maybe, I don't know, second grade when Ruby and Sapphire had been announced and ha- weren't out yet. And like people were spreading rumors about that and like the double battle thing had been taken to such an extreme, people were rumoring that there were like eight Pokemon battles. <laughs> and i remember like standing in the lunch line and hearing about that and i was like holy shit i can remember um, like one really incident there was this guy who was like the chief bullshitter of my primary school and when gen 4 was coming out god i must have been like year three or something um I'm, i don't know how to translate that to american grades um but he was the, the one guy in class who would insist that he had an uncle that worked at nintendo who would give us like the leaks and shit and his thing is that he was very insistent that Turtwig was going to be a um, dragon type Pokemon Um, we fully believed him Um, (laughs) and Chimchar was going to be a poison type Um, and yeah and Piplop was going to be something else and that was a rumor that persisted every single generation was that like every the starters weren't going to be fire um you know grass and water this time around um and i can remember like there was another version of the mew under the truck one in diamond and pearl I'm, i can't remember what it was um oh and arceus was a huge one did anyone ever hear any arceus rumors i feel like i did on him i can't remember what but people were so confused about like he was very mystical and like mystified as a pokemon uh yeah i can remember yeah, spending I, like I, I... an hour with the f- trying to find that flute or something, or like I had a flute and was trying to use it, and I was like convinced if I just did it on the right square, I was gonna get this sequence happen because you know Oscar from school said it would happen. Um, shout out to Oscar. Oscar if you're listening to this, even though we haven't we haven't spoken in like a decade. 
fuck you for making me think Kurtwood was going to be a dragon type. <laughs> Man. Uh, yeah, I uh, unfortunately by this time, I was, when, when Diamond and Pearl came out, I was a freshman in high school. And so uh, for me, like the time of Pokemon it had kind of passed for a little while. And like, I mentioned this before, but like the, the four years that I was in high school, I didn't really play any video games. Um, Cause like, I guess I was like too cool for it, but I also was in the marching band. So I don't know <laughs> what I was doing. That also um, took up like 80% well, you can only do one uncool thing. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I will say that in marching band, a lot of our time uh, after school in the band room was spent using the 16 computers in the band computer lab, which I don't know why we had because we never used it, except that they were all already set up to play Halo 1, like on a LAN connection. <laughs> and so like, basically, we would just have these like, I played so many hours of Halo 1 on those like shitty computers at our school after school people. This is not really related. It's to kind of incredible that it actually worked though. Yeah, it's great. Do you remember that at all, Nikhil? Yeah, I remember the Halo computer lab. Yeah. Um, <laughs> those are good times. Anyway, like, I, I sort of... I missed out on Gen 4 and Gen 5 when they first came out. Like, I I played Gen 5 a little bit later, like, after I tried 6. And then, like, I'm playing Gen 4 for the first time right now uh, with Platinum. But, yeah, I, I feel bad because I totally, totally missed out on, on those two generations. Because, like, I was too, like, grown up for Pokemon. And then, like, the minute I got to college... <laughs> everyone it was like it was like absolutely like everyone was just a nerd again and it was like totally socially okay you know that was a good uh, oh god yeah as soon yeah, as you hit 16 yeah. there's a pokemon renaissance and it's amazing it's great it's incredible um yeah so uh there there were some other minor quality of life adjustments here like um running backpack- inside very important yeah running inside ex- extremely important um backpacks having unlimited space also extremely important yeah um this was also the first time male and female pokemon had different designs which you know would continue over the years and which is a really cool little feature um the uh dynamic day night cycle was there and it had like music changes and stuff depending on the night of day on the time of day and the day of the week so I i didn't know this but each um each each track you hear is like slightly rearranged for the day and the night and for each day of the week. So there's like 14 iterations that are oh. slightly different of all these route songs. That's cool. Yeah. I have That's played really, it's like an embarrassing really going of above game and beyond. And I didn't know. Yeah. Yep. Oh. Well, there Sorry, another <laughs> yeah. thing. Do you remember the underground? Yeah. <laughs> that was so it was so interesting. That was where you did the fossil dig, right? Like you were digging yeah. underground. Yeah. Yeah, that was weird. And you could have your bases and <laughs> And you could like set traps yeah, for your friends. Like, like if you went into the underground, it was like street pass or something. Whereas someone else near you went into the underground, they'd see you there. Yeah, you could see them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that that, I, I never got to use that, but like I, I so what these were called something different though. It wasn't secret bases anymore. They had a new name. Hidden hidden bases. Hidden bases. Yeah, that was just that was what it was. You're right. Um, yeah. Um, the PC boxes expanded so that they held like twice as many Pokemon now. Um, there were a bunch of new types of Pokeballs, new contests, um, and then you got to run inside building. Oh, I already said that. I'm just looking at my list here. Run, running inside buildings is so important. We need to say it twice, though. Actually, yeah, <laughs> man. And uh, um, of course, and so we had like the Battle Frontier uh, return in like a different form. So, do one of you want to like talk about that? Because that 
Pokemon fans like always cite like the Battle Frontier as like one of the series highlights and then like never explain to people who don't understand like what it actually is. Yeah, it's kind of like a post game um, way to battle. Uh, so basically when you're done with the Elite Four and all the gyms um, and there's not much to do inside the game, you can go to the Battle Frontier and basically it's a challenge where your Pokemon are all set to, you know, the same level as your opponents. Um, and usually you would want to use Pokemon with good movesets and maybe that you've EV trained. Um, so pretty strong Pokemon in these and these and you basically just go as far as you can battling and you get points which you can trade for for rewards. Um, so it's kind of just like a post game challenge you can repeat. The, yeah, the, the thing people liked so much about the old Battle Frontier was that there were different kinds of challenges you could do um, that had like different rules and regulations and restrictions on them. Um, so like the, in Emerald, I remember at least they had like one where like you can only use like first stage Pokemon and there's like, you know, it's a, things like that, you know? Yeah, it's kind of they had that in like Pokemon Stadium. It's, it was like kind of reminiscent of those where yeah. you could enter the, you know, the Little League Cup and, and all those different types. Yeah, yeah. Um, so um, I think we already talked about that here. Um, so, uh, yeah, did anyone play Platinum specifically? I did not. Absolutely. Okay, Bria, yeah, why don't you walk us through some of the things that were, like, different in Platinum from Diamond and Pearl? Um, I mean, besides, like, just, like, minor updates, you know, in terms of, like, visuals or, like, major glitches that came out, um, Platinum had came out with the Rotom forms. So originally oh. Pearl just had like regular uh, electric ghost Rotom, but then in Platinum, they got, you know, heat Rotom, wash Rotom and all of those, which, I mean, those are still major players, in, like competitive mm-hmm. play today. Yeah. So that was like a major, major change. Also, um, I think, I think Frostlass came out in Platinum. I don't think it was in a diamond and Pearl and that's a genuinely decent ice type Pokemon, which is pretty rare. Uh, and it's definitely one of my favorites. So yeah, and I mean the whole distortion world, obviously. Yeah, there's there's a whole post game. It's like a few hours that is a lot of people cite as one of the highlights of the whole series, the distortion world, which is just it's it's just hell. I mean, but I mean it is, and the Cyrus battle is honestly so difficult. Platinum is the only game I've tried to Nuzlocke, and it's one of the hardest Pokemon games to Nuzlocke, and it's because of that fight. It's yeah. So oh, I cool. also brought yeah, us. Uh, I imagine that's the hardest. Yeah, uh, this game also brought us Cynthia, who is my favorite. Um, oh, yeah. oh wait, there's one more. Uh, <laughs> so actually, even Sim- simping Cynthia so much. <laughs> it's it's yeah, sim- call her Cynthia. Um, I don't yeah, I don't know. Well, the other thing was uh, level one eggs. Like they were, until now they were level five. For some oh, reason. Oh yeah, that's a that's interesting too. You're right. Yeah, the uh, baby Pokemon were now level one, which is, uh, I guess I I forgot that they used to hatch at level five. It's kind of weird. Um, yeah, that makes sense. So, um, yeah. Also, um, interesting was the um, uh, what was I going to say? Uh, anyway, we'll, we'll I guess we'll keep going. So, yeah. Uh, after this, uh, after Platinum, we got uh, the remakes of Gen Two, Heart Gold, and Soul Silver, which were part of this generation, uh, which are which are the best ones. So, oh my god, yeah, that's phenomenal. The franchise, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't know that it's ever going to get that good again. Um, but yeah, like, like they, they added so they, much they stuff into the perfectly what to do. It was so effortless with how good it was. And then they decided to erase their memories of how to make a game like that. That's the only explanation. I love Gen 5, don't get me wrong, but it just, it, it, it peaked there. It's yeah, it's, it's strange that they were so ambitious with the games back then and kind of just like 
really have phoned it in a few times now. Um, yeah. So, um, yeah. Does anyone remember? So does anyone have any specific favorite or least favorite Pokemon from this gen that were introduced? I, I mean, I think a lot of people were kind of upset with the additions of all these evolutions to gen one. Um, oh yeah. That was I, definitely a contentious point. Yeah. And uh, like, I, I don't know personally, like I, I feel like it's been long enough that like, I, I occasionally like forget that like Rhydon didn't always evolve into Rhyperior. Like he was just kind of always there, you know? But, like, I remember at the time I wasn't a fan. And, like, I don't know. I feel like the baby... For me, I think the babies were, like, easier to accept into my heart. Like, Happiny was, like, okay, fine. Yeah, sure. like, Smoochum and, and Magdy and all of them were, were really, like, well done. Yeah. Um. Also, my favorite... One of my favorite Pokemon, Drifblim, was introduced in this generation. Uh, if anyone doesn't know the lore, Drifblim just, like, casually floats over fields. Yeah. The hot air balloon one. And then it just, like, sort of, like... People like kids will see it and grab onto one of the strings and it will drag them to hell. <laughs> it's in the Pokedex. Love the Pokedex. Yep. Yeah. Oh, oh man. I will say that like a lot of the evolutions that they've made you do in, in Diamond and Pearl were just ridiculous. Oh, they're so like, stupid. Like Lickitung yeah. has to know oh, roll out oh, and be like standing the in the mountains. <laughs> oh my like take your Eevee to like this glacier, I mean, just to... uh walk around it three times and level it up. It's crazy. <laughs> There's, there's this yeah, video the... on like how to fill up the entire Pokédex in Gen 4. And not even just the evolution, just catching everything. There was just so much bullshit involved. I don't know how much free time they thought everyone had. I mean, I had a lot because I was a baby. But, you know, not everyone was <laughs> eight years old or however old I was. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So... Um, there were a lot of crazy evolutions and they like try to explain it away by being like, oh, well, uh, you know, otherwise they'd be able to have do it before. And we got to maintain that, that canon that everyone's so concerned about. Yeah. It's like your Magneton <laughs> couldn't evolve in the previous game. Cause this item didn't exist in this location at this time of day. <laughs> yeah, like, exactly. It's like, right. oh God, just let me at, just give me like a, a Magnemite stone or whatever, you know, like whatever, whatever you just, anyway um okay so uh yeah does anyone have any specific thoughts on the the story or uh or the the evil team or whatever uh galactic galactic yeah 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 they were kind of weak something. i don't know didn't have a very galactic didn't have a lot of character <laughs> they were like we're just gonna unleash I like think... literal hell on Giratina for no true reason <laughs> yeah i think the charm of Gen 4 isn't in its story. It's like when I think of playing Gen 4, my best memories are just wandering around until I found something. And I can remember, like, maybe it's just me not reading the text in the game, but I can remember just stumbling across the mansion with Rotom in it. I can remember just finding the bit with Giratina open up, and it's just, I, I miss that a lot. Um, in Pokemon games, just being able to what play experience it at your own pace and being rewarded for mm -hmm. exploring stuff that the the story the main story was definitely weak, but that was not the the main focus really. I wholeheartedly agree. I think that's something that's missing from a lot of the new stuff. Uh, my I think the 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 one big experience that I had that like reminded me of how great that feels is in did anyone else play Let's Go? No, I didn't play it. Eh, a bit no. in the beginning. Okay, so 
Yeah, and and honestly, the only reason I made it to the end of this game is because I was playing co-op with a friend, and like we had, we were like going to be miserable together. Um, but uh, there's a really cool thing in the poke. So you guys remember um in the, the Pokemon Mansion on uh, Cinnabar Island? Yeah. Um, there is a whole bunch of stuff there oh, yeah, that's yeah. like in the original games that's like unexplained. It's just like we were doing experiments here, whatever. So if you remember from Pokemon, the first movie, like that is where Mewtwo was created is the, is the lab on Cinnabar Island. Um, and that in the, uh, has anyone seen like the, the, the Japanese version of uh, the first movie? Uh, no, I haven't seen it. You, anyone who is listening, who has not seen it, no. there's, there's about a, there's about a seven or eight minute scene at the beginning of Pokemon, the first movie that was cut for the U S release. I believe they even dubbed it, and I think you could find the dubbed version on YouTube. Um, it's very sad, and it gives a whole brand new context to the whole story. Um, but it basically, the, the you remember the the weird scientist guy who's like heading the Mewtwo development stuff? Yeah. Um, yeah. The his his daughter actually was like born with like a health defect, and like on the verge of death, he like had to place her in one of these like machines, like Mewtwo is, to keep her alive until he could figure out a way to 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 like you know heal her and so at the same time he also has these this uh bulbasaur charmander and squirtle that are like in these little uh tubes along with the the mewtwo that he's growing and all of these there's there's this like dream world that where all five of these people like the the charizard or sorry the charmander bulbasaur and squirtle and this little girl and the baby mewtwo all exist together and they all like play and laugh in the fields and everything for like eternity until like one day like you know um the the girl like disappears because her body has failed and Mewtwo like in his anger you know is what this is when Mewtwo wakes up and in his anger he sees what has happened to like his friend and that's why he destroys the lab and everybody in it um and that's why he he enlists the Bulbasaur Squirtle and Charmander the clones of them because they didn't survive to be like his his like you know uh, assistance when he creates the new world order. See, yeah. I could anyway, vaguely what, remember this movie an all of that, and I'm like I'm like convinced. <laughs> I'm like convinced. I was convinced that I invented that scene <laughs> in in my head, <laughs> like it was the uh, uh, like uh, Bernstein Bears or something. Like it never actually happened. I was just super convinced it happened. I I can't believe that's actually in a yeah. kids movie. Holy shit. It's incredibly sad, but it's like it, it it gives a lot of weight and context to the whole movie. Um, and like it 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 uh, it like it really does. helps you understand Mewtwo's actions and decisions. Yeah. Um. So I, I oh, highly God, highly yeah. re- recommend any Pokemon fan go watch that. Um. So in that movie, also there is uh that little girl that was there that disappears. That that is Green. Um. Her name, you know, her name is Green from like the manga. Oh. And that. Yeah, and so okay. there's a whole story there where she survive in, in the in the context in the world of Pokemon Let's Go, she survives this explosion and she she grows up in the world and she is always looking she is looking for Mewtwo. She's like trying to find the last her last surviving friend and uh she's like an she's like an adult now. And when you go to the Pokemon Mansion in Let's Go, you this is so far off track but it's it's really interesting. Sorry. <laughs> but you go to the Pokemon Mansion and uh, <laughs> you see the whole lab. You see the lab underground and you can see like all these notes left over. You can see the tubes where each of them was being held and they're labeled for like 
Bulbasaur and Charmander, Squirtle, like, you know, Mewtwo and, and Green. And like, you see all the all the lab materials and like the diary of the guy who was like keeping it and like the lab has been destroyed and the roof is gone, you know, and like where Mewtwo like flew out of it. Um, and then at the end of the game, when you get to Mewtwo in Cerulean Cave, the um, you actually have to fight Green to get there because she's like, I'm not going to let you take him from me. Like we finally found each other again and you have to like defeat her before you get to Mewtwo. That's kind of sad then. I, I wouldn't even want to catch Mewtwo. I'm- yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm almost mad to hear this because they had the thought to put a, that reference in, which I'm imagining a lot of people wouldn't get, especially younger Pokemon fans who probably haven't seen the first Pokemon movie, let alone the Japanese version. And they didn't have the thought to maybe make yeah. the game a bit more fun. <laughs> like, oh Yeah, like the number of people that made it that far is probably not the highest um anyway sorry we'll, we'll probably do a let's go episode later when they inevitably announce let's go johto yeah um i have no idea anyway um so yeah let's 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 close out on this um what are your what's everyone's thoughts on the upcoming remakes like do you like the look do you not like the look what do you are you excited about a exact one-to-one remake or no mm, i mean i'm not i didn't expect too much i think i'm not you know, opposed to the design. I think it looks fine. I just think a lot of people were very disappointed that it's a remaster, not a remake. I was expecting like a full-fledged, essentially a new game just using the Sinnoh region, not a, you know, one-to-one remake with even like 2D pixelation on this like amazing console that can run things like The Witcher 3 on it. So I was definitely expecting a lot more. I don't think I'm going to buy it because, I mean, I still have my DS and I would rather just play Platinum on my DS for, like, the nostalgia purpose if I'm going to play it. Okay. Uh, what about you, Nico? Um, yeah, I mean, I think it looks pretty um, decent compared okay. to the old one. But, uh, oh, yeah, but compared to, like, what it could what it could run seeing other games on the Switch, it doesn't it's not like entirely impressive. Yeah. But I mean, think about like what, so I mean, look, look at sword and shield and then look at like Mario Odyssey next to it, like running on the same system. It's the discrepancy is like unbelievable. Like, do we really want another game that looks and runs like sword and shield or like, I don't know. Sword and shield looks like it's 10 years behind in technology compared to things like Mario Odyssey or Zelda breath of the wild. Yeah. It's, it's, it's crazy how like low the standard is for that. Like, just te- technically speaking but uh, i mean personally i think i like the chibi style of the characters i think it looks good i think it looks fine at the very worst um it's it's inoffensive to me and i like i yeah. said i've never yeah. i didn't finish diamond and pearl ever and so or i never played either of those I, i've only played like about half of platinum like i said on my my 3ds here but uh i'm, I'm just gonna hold off on it and probably play the remakes and see because they are they are including the platinum stuff by the way into these remakes which people were worried about. Thank God. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm actually like super excited for the re- the remaster. I think um, I, I'm not sure like what the general consensus was on the gen three remakes, but I really didn't get into it for some reason, but that's probably because I just wasn't a fan of that generation anyway. So I guess just another game in that engine wasn't going to do it. I felt like it took out too much. Um, so I was quite relieved by the fact that it's a one-to-one remake. Um, I I mean, like Bree said, I am probably more inclined to play uh, on my DS anyway. But I'm glad that like the Pokemon fans of today will experience 
something close to what we got to have. Um, I might buy it just for the bloody increased battle speed, though. I hope they aren't faithful to that. <laughs> oh no, they can't be faithful. Well, they to that. saw they they showed some some clips of the gameplay from the battle. Unless it was like artificially sped up, it looks like as fast as like Sword and Shield. You know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so hopefully that's hopefully that's good. Um, the character models in uh, in the battle scenes look pretty good, though. I'm not I'm not mad about that. Um, the Pokemon models, by the way, look better than Sword and Shield while in battle. Like for Agreed. me, Agreed. yeah. So, um, yeah, I'm not I'm not too mad. I'm excited. I'll probably get those when they come out. Um, and see what's up. So, uh, last question. Let's close out. Um, are there enough ghosts? Um, I so I think they could fit a lot more into that mansion, couldn't they? Yeah, I'm I mean, like I don't know. Are there? I guess I guess there are more ghosts. A decent Pokemon. amount in yeah. Gen Four. Right. There's Miss Magius. What else is yeah. there? The dr- the Drifloon. Drifloon, yeah, Drifloon. There uh, could be more. I think. Yeah, uh, that's like one of the least added types every generation. It feels like. Yeah. yeah, they finally started in like the last two gens. They started adding a bunch of ghosts, which is good. Um, yeah. Well, all right, cool. Let's uh, let's move on. So uh. Our game today is Who's That Pokemon uh, 2, the sequel. We did this last time we did a Pokemon 1, but I've, I've changed it up a little bit. So what I have here, let me find it. Documents. Pokemon. So this is a, uh, uh, what I've done here is I've taken some of the Chinese names of oh. Gen 4 Pokemon and I've translated them back into English using Google Translate. Oh, no. Yeah, and so I'm going to tell you what the name is, and you guys need to tell me uh, you know, which Pokemon is that. Okay. Um, I would I would do this right now, except uh, it seems that uh, doesn't want to... Okay, Microsoft Office is updating. I, that's I've never seen this before. <laughs> it's a new one. What, is, what are you talking about? Hold on. I'm going to try to open it through Google Drive, through Sheets. Give me one second. <laughs> the Chinese have found out our plan. Oh my god. Oh no. Uh, okay. Pokemon. Uh launching it. Hold on. You know why they're doing this? Do you remember when we talked about how Reggie Phil's May is behind COVID nineteen because he invented five G? That they're on to us. Yeah, they're trying to censor us because we put the truth out there. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, okay. I was able to open it in Google Drive. Okay. So uh, let, let's get started. Uh, how do you guys feel about Windball? Who do you think that is? So, some of these are easier at the beginning. It'll definitely get worse at the end. Windball. Mm, Driftblim. Yeah, Driftblim. Oh, it is. Right? Okay. Easy. Yeah. Easy money, dude. That's what Driftblim. I was yeah. With, uh, I think Driftloom is just little Windball. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Uh, how about uh, Sea Hare? H A R E S E A. Oh. It's that weird mud. What's that thing named? The mud horse thing. No, 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 not the mud horse. The um, what is it? Sea hare. Seedra. This is oh, sorry. This is only Gen Four Pokemon. All of them are Gen Four. Is it the thing that looks like a Lapras? It's like pink and blue though. Yeah. What's that thing named? What's it called? Oh, oh my gosh. Uh, it's uh, a ground type, groundwater. Yeah, it's groundwater. That's what I was thinking. Ground. Oh, I forgot the name. Is it Plessy or something? Pl- pl- plethora. I don't know. Plethora. What do you know? <laughs> I can't remember the names, but I know what it looks like. Is it, is it, wait, hang on. Uh, okay. It is that It is that Pokemon. Um, I, I don't know what to... Is it Shibbles? Oh, what is it? Big? No. Uh, yeah, I can hear you. 
Did you hear my... So, who I thought... What was your your guess? (laughs) Mine was Shalos. No, what... No, it's it's the evolution of that uh, gastrodon. Gastrodon, okay, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah. Now it's prompting me to install Office? I already have Office. What's happening? What happened to Microsoft? Um, Okay. Next one is... uh, This is hard to... Okay, so circle in mage. Oh, is that Miss Magius? No, it is not. Oh. Circle in mage. Mm-hmm. Is it a psychic type? No. Wait, hang oh, on. Yeah. Absolutely oh. not. Everything cut oh, out. No. What, what, what was the one list on? Cir- circle in mage. Okay, are there circular <laughs> Pokemon? <laughs> in mage. It is sort of a circular Pokemon. I'll give him that. I know. Oh, it's that, oh, it's that one with the purple cloud dude. What's he called? What? And these are all Gen 4, remember? Purple yeah, cloud? Purple cloud. Is that a flying type? Oh, what's he called? It, it's not that. I don't know what you're talking about, but it's not that one. <laughs> Okay, this one is Cricketot. Wait, what? The Mage in Circle? Yeah, the Circle, circle yeah, the Mage in Circle is, is, is Cricketot. <laughs> That's not a cloud. <laughs> oh, Spiritomb, right. yeah. Yeah, okay, how about... Yeah. Alright, how about Cyclops? Obama Snow. No. Mm. Rhyperior? Your, no, your, your hint is that this creature definitely has two eyes. <laughs> I think there's a lot of those. Uh-huh. Cyclops. No, no, I'm saying that, like, it's called... This, oh, this... is it Duskfire? No, it's not. It has two eyes. That's what I'm saying. It's called oh. Cyclops, but it has two eyes. Mamoswine. No. This is, uh, this is Craniados. Cyclops. Oh. That's not, that does not make much <laughs> that's sense. A bad, that's a bad name for it. This one, you, this one you might get. Dream Monster. Oh, is it, uh, one of the legendaries? Uh, Dusknor? Oh, uh, Darkcry? Mm. Darkcry. No, nope. Uh, one of you said it earlier for something. Oh, Miss Magius? Yeah, that's Miss Magius. Oh. Dream, dream monster. I like that. All right, here's one that's uh, completely unreal. I'm going to go ahead and help you by telling you it is not Scorapi or Drapion. Uh, this one is Scorpion King. <laughs> oh. yeah, Drapion would be my first pick. <laughs> yeah. Scorpion King. It isn't. This creature is not a scorpion. Is in fact maybe the farthest thing from a scorpion. <laughs> Is it a mammoth swine? Is it, is it no. <laughs> is it what? Is it like? Is it a bug does type? It look royal. It's a it's a grass type. Okay. Uh, oh, is it the the tangela thing? What's that thing? No, Squ- uh, tangrowth. No. Yeah. Carnivine. No, this is leafyon. Oh. Okay. okay. Yeah, that's definitely <laughs> yeah. Even type at all. He's a scorpion. Okay. <laughs> uh, it looks like it. Uh, how about flower rock monster? <laughs> flower rock monster. Um, and this is not this is not Cradilly. This is only Gen Four. Is this Obama Snow? No. Flower rock monster. R- Rosary. Nope. It's it's a it's not a it's not a rock type nor is it a grass type. Mm. Oh. <laughs> uh. um, is it a rock type? No. No, no, it's neither of those. Oh. Uh, it, this is this is Spiritomb. Come on, guys, the flower oh. rock monster. 
I mean, it does have a rock on him. It is a monster. Makes sense. Okay. Yeah. Um, Okay, we got a few more. The Basin is Strange. That's the name of the Pokemon? Yep. (laughs) What? Um, The Basin. uh, Welcome to the Basin. It's Strange. Is it the baby evolution of pre-evolution of Mr. Mime? Mime Junior. No. Um... No, it is not Mime Jr. This creature does not have any sort of a basin attached to it. Giratina? No, no. This one is Bonsai. Little oh. Bonsai? Yeah. <laughs> That's a dramatic yeah, name. I would not a dramatic name. That. All right, this one's easy. We got, I'll throw you, uh, this is a softball here. Round Shark. Sharpedo's <laughs> not going to Yeah, I was like, Sharpedo, that's not right. <laughs> Think of a different shark. Uh, is there more shark Pokemon? Are there more shark Pokemon? Uh, I have a hint. Uh, your other hint is that it evolved. It, the thing it evolves into is a uh, is a uh, its name means land shark. Oh, Garchomp. Oh, so is it Gable? Gibble, yeah. Gibble, Gibble. Oh. yeah. Gibble is round shark. Uh, so Gibble is round shark. Gabite is tooth shark, and Garchomp is land shark. I like that. I like that a yeah, lot. That's easy. And Garchomp is definitely just a land shark. Yeah. Um, all right, last one here. Little Kirby. <laughs> They use the name Kirby in it. <laughs> they do, yeah. um, Little Kirby. It does have something in common with Kirby. Oh, is it Munchlax? It's Munchlax. Yeah. Yeah, it's Munchlax. He's a he's a little Kirby. Yeah, he's a little Kirby. Um okay, I did note I some fun ones that weren't really a hard. All my Pokemon nicknames because I don't know any of these. Oh yeah, no, I I always nickname too. I, I noted down some other fun, stupid ones just for reference. Uh, Obama Snow is King Blizzard, which I like a lot. Yeah, that sounds good. Uh, Crow Gunk yeah. is Bad Frog. That was maybe my favorite. <laughs> also accurate. Uh, Drapion is Dragon King Scorpion. Oh, that's intense. That's really good. Yeah, Magnezone. I don't know. I don't know. I I don't know what if the translator got confused, but I I, I just copied and pasted. Magnazone became Magnazone Mystery. <laughs> what? <laughs> Can you solve? Well, honestly, figuring out how to evolve him is like a Magnazone Mystery. Fucking great, stupid. What do you even have to do? Like, put like five Magnetons next to each other in your party and take them up the mountain or something. Make sure you have an empty spot. Give them all yeah. an item. Yeah. <laughs> like stupid. Oh my god. Make sure your Tangrowth is holding a life orb and doesn't know the attack cut. <laughs> um, okay. So, yeah, let's uh, let's close out. Um, so, thanks, everybody, for uh, for joining me uh, for this. So, um, thank you to, to Todd Howard. What was Todd Howard doing around this time? Doing Oblivion, probably? Did any of that influence make it in here? He's a man of good taste. I bet he, he is. Yeah. Um... Probably. So um, I do want to give a shout out quickly that I was a guest on a podcast that is very cool called Does Machines. Um, You can find that on any app store uh, or any like, you know, podcast store. Sorry. And uh, it's run by my friend, uh, John. Um, He's uh, he's been doing a podcast for a long time, but he uh, has sort of rebooted and started something new. And so uh, what he's going to do is have somebody on there every week to just talk about a thing that they're extremely passionate about and just kind of rant and yell about it and how excited they are about it. Um, so like for me, I went on and I talked about Studio Ghibli for like an hour straight of my, my voice was like cracking by the end. Um, and uh, yeah, it was, it was pretty fun. So go check that out and you know make sure to subscribe to his podcast.
Um, so you can find us at a gameluster.com. Um, you can find us on youtube.com slash gameluster for all our cool videos. My shadow video is done. Um, I'm free. I'm not, a, I'm not actually free, but it is done. Uh, Reed, did you, did you watch that? Uh, Reed, can you hear me? I haven't finished it yet. Um, although it's like see, 15 I'm, minutes I'm off long. Shadow now because <laughs> I uploaded a picture of my very, very adorable puppy who happens to have dark fur and oh, you immediately yeah. commented shadow the hedgehog. So that is, please watch this video. Hedge because dog. That is you didn't read my, you didn't read my damage. Shadow the hedge, himself, shadow the hedge dog. About, about shadow. You, Did I not? You're not understanding. I, you don't understand. Oh my God. I, I literally thought you just replied shadow the hedgehog. Like that's it. I thought you just replied. No. The name of that game. <laughs> Although that is pretty in character upset. for me. Shadow the Hedgehog. He's just a little, his little hedge dog. You know I, I, slightly, um, I slightly forgive you now. All right. Um, you can find us on Twitter at GameBustersPod. Um, and yeah, so thank you to our guests. Uh, uh, Nikhil, do you have any plugs for anything you're working on right now? Um. No, no, no. Just the plug for this uh, heating pad that I've been using on my feet whenever I am at my computer because it's been uh, very cold the last couple of weeks. So I've been plugging in this heating pad and wrapping it around my feet. Oh, that's kind of cool. Um, I definitely don't need that because I had to turn on the that's air conditioner cool. today because it's so hot. <laughs> um, yeah, it's uh, February 28th is the summer um, here. So yeah, the hot south. times. Yeah, the hot yeah. times have begun. It's like 89 degrees right now. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, Bree, what what are you working on right now? Do you want to unplug anything? No, I'm not doing much, you know? Do you want to plug your ARC server that you're trying to set up? Okay, that's, that's a work in progress. Um, we'll see what happens with that. But yes, I have been into ARC lately. It's been a lot of fun. I finally kind of figured out the mechanics of it. So it's been going it has well. dinosaurs in it. It's pretty good. A lot of um, uh, Ree, what are you what are you working on right now? Uh, I just had one of my pieces published, which was documenting every single uh, unfulfilled promise in Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. That's on TechRaptor.net. You should check that out. I had to watch a lot of interviews with CD Project Red to do that, and that is several hours of my life I'm not getting back. So I I, I hope people enjoy that. Uh, right now, um, I'm doing another cheerful deep dive into the development of the initial six days in fallujah game if you haven't read up on the discourse around six days in fallujah um i sort of reckon recommend it because it's very important um but i also don't because it's incredibly frustrating so <laughs> yeah but that will be up in tech raptor soon as for game master as usual there's some wonderful stuff up there everyone's been doing a very good job of covering um both the state of play and the nintendo direct so go check that out too um, and finally, just check out my Twitter, please, because I got a puppy, and I'm going to be uploading a lot of pictures of little Ralph, so check that out, too. All right. Um, so, yeah, let's... Uh, mm, yeah, all right, well, let's let's close out. So, uh, yeah, thanks, everyone, for, for listening, and uh, yeah, if you have any uh, suggestions for any games you want us to cover, hit us up on Twitter. Um, Rhea, I've been thinking that I think it's probably about time, maybe in a, maybe in a week or two, we'll, we'll jump back in and do another Good Games, Inc., um, and create a new game um oh, we have boy. uh we've been sitting on our yeah, we've been sitting on some point? good ideas over here sorry how, are we gonna theme oh, are we this one? So the last one was i think it was a halloween one uh, yeah 
Oh, no, the, fir- the first one was a Halloween one. The second one, we didn't have a theme, but we also <laughs> got like 10 times more suggestions. So maybe we just won't theme it. Yeah. Um, um, I mean, we could yeah, do like so, a coronavirus-inspired uh, okay. one. Yeah. Uh, that's, that's going on right now. That's the only thing going on. Isn't wasn't our last game about the coronavirus? <laughs> yeah, it was the uh, was it the Sonic one? Yeah, it was the Sonic one. Like so, it was like the Lost Sonic Adventure three game, yeah. like where you're like all trying to like stop the virus from spreading. Yeah, the, the anti Cyberpunk twenty seventy seven. Oh yeah, it was a, a Plague Tale ignorance. Um, How could I forget? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, that's good. One. That's good. Um, okay, so yeah, last word for the winner. Um, I guess there's there's two of us, right? Um. So, do, uh, re, I, I guess we both have to say something in conjunction um, uh, to, to break us out of here. What, what should that be? Also, I think you're on like this a three-second delay, fun, so this is going to end mean, very for badly. For anyone listening, I hope it isn't obvious, but we've got a very bad delay on the line today. So, yeah. what, <laughs> what the fuck are we going to so say? who really gets the last word? Um, all right. Uh, we're, we're all... Uh, oh, you know, what? let's let's easy. Uh, out of out of all the out of all the starters, let's uh, just just pick your pick your favorite starter, and we'll just say them at the same time. That's an easy one. We'll get out of here. Okay. Your all favorite right. starter Pokemon, is like you said. Yeah. So uh, somebody count us down. Oh, count who, which one of you down? Are we counting on American time <laughs> or UK time? Yeah. <laughs> just like count, <laughs> and then I'll try to like add a three second delay to what I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> All right, three, two, I'll get in one. There early. Totodile. Charmander. <laughs> no, Bree, you weren't supposed to do it. Damn it. No, no. Okay, well, we're trapped in here forever. Thank you guys for joining us. <laughs>